Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the main event. The following podcast will take you back in time to rewind and relive all things retro in wrestling. It's time to go old school. This is Beyond the Bell. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to episode number 100 of your old school wrestling nostalgia podcast known as Beyond the Bell, which is a part of the powerful SNS radio network. I'll be your host for the evening and going forward for another 100 episodes Ring announcer, Sean Beckerman. Well, here we are, 99 episodes. Personally, I am so proud for this very... First off, I would like to thank the fans of Beyond the Bell. Without you guys, just like in professional wrestling, as the WWE says it all the time, TNA Impact Wrestling, Beyond the Bell would not be here if it wasn't for the listenership of you great fans of old school wrestling. I would like to thank the SNS Radio Network. Early on in Beyond the Bell's history, we were lucky and honored to become a part of the SNS family. JJ Allcap Sexay took a listen to the show and he took a chance on someone that wasn't really known in the IWC or in, or should I say, in the wrestling internet radio community, and he enjoyed the first couple of episodes which he listened to, and he took a chance on making Beyond the Bell a part and putting Beyond the Bell in the SNS radio network family. Tonight's edition of Beyond the Bell, this historic edition, will be out of... We will not follow one specific theme, rather than go back and relive the history of Beyond the Bell with different segments and stories and some of your suggestions, some of your all-time favorites. We're going to mix in some themes to listen to. It's going to be one constant theme of the week on this special edition as we're going to take some of your suggestions, some of your all-time favorite themes and what you've heard from previous editions of Beyond the Bell. So it will be a pseudo-talk show, pseudo-documentary, pseudo-radio show, so we're going to cover it all. We'll have some stats and facts of Beyond the Bell. And we'll play some old school classic clips of the greatest catchphrases and the funniest moments. Some of the greatest w- title wins. Unsuspecting upsets. 
shocking returns in wrestling. And of course, look back at some of the greatest promos and talkers in it's going to be a fun show for you fans tonight. A specific, just a quick note for you fans. I decided to release this edition of Beyond the Bell at a higher bit rate. Therefore, it's a better quality of a show because we have some more music than normal. Um, it's going to be above the typical 128 that we usually release Beyond the Bell at. So we're going to 256 for this edition. Therefore, the the file size will be large and, and it will take you a little bit longer to download if you're streaming this right now at SNS Radio Network or ringannouncing.com or via Stitcher or TuneIn Radio. If you're going those avenues, it will maybe take you a little bit longer than normal to download Beyond the Bell. But I wanted a better quality because this is a very special show and you can get the enhanced experience of Beyond the Bell. Initially, Beyond the Bell was supposed to be occasional podcast, you could say. I was hoping maybe for once a month to look back at classic wrestling with some clips and more so to promote my website and promote my independent wrestling dates, quite possibly to gain the ear or the eye of other professional wrestling organizations and independent leagues to gain more work. Plus, entertainment. I like going back and reflecting old school wrestling. There are some podcasts out there that discuss old school wrestling. Tons discuss the current product. And I wanted to do something. I wanted to talk about wrestling because I love professional wrestling. It is in my heart and soul, right next to Anything else is a hobby. Wrestling is number one in my book. The only thing that I think I love more passionately would be my family. And number one on the top is my son. Outside of that, how I want to spend my free time, of course, is to watch and cover wrestling. So I didn't just want to do a current review of professional wrestling, meaning looking back at the current product on a week-by-week basis. Because there's so many podcasts, so many radio shows for you to listen to. So what would make mine stand out above the rest? Of course, the SNS Radio Network, which I've been listening to for so long. And all shows on the AudioWrestling.com website. You also had WrestleZone.com with their shows. You know, plus, don't forget the Pro Wrestling Torch, the PW Torch, the Wrestling Observer Newsletter. You have all these professional sites, ProWrestling.net, Pro Wrestling Illustrated, all these organizations. And then you have the creative writers in professional wrestling. At the time when Beyond the Bell came out, what was really hot was We Want Wrestling, which was hosted by Dave Lagana. Then you have the MLW podcast. You have these former creative writers and former employees of the WWE creating their own podcast, talking about the inside workings of professional wrestling and Vince McMahon. So why would anyone want to listen to my podcast then? So that's when I started to develop the idea of the WWE 24-7 Classics on Demand theme without the sometimes revisionist history of the WWE and take it to a week-by-week basis as a podcast as we look back at all retro wrestling. So I thought, let's look back at the classic days, not just the classic favorite times, but some of the lean years, you can say and cover everything that we loved in professional wrestling and everything that we love to hate on top of it. So that was the concept, and it evolved from there as I started to create 
some show ideas plus suggestions from you fans. It's just, it just evolved and snowballed and just flowed from one week to the other. And before I knew it, I'm compiling books and books of notes that I've written and gathered from other sites and other books and interviews which I read. And I compiled this huge collection of notes of shows and ideas for Beyond the Bell. And here we are, episode number 100 of BTB. The initial show, episode number one, which is in the archives at ringannouncing.com, and I believe you can also get it at snsradionetwork.com, also on iTunes. We decided to look back at the WrestleMania Dream Card. It was March at, th- at that point, and WrestleMania season was upon us, so I thought it would be fitting to go back and look in my eyes. Plus, this was a big feature, too, is you had some other podcast hosts that just watched wrestling. I thought it'd be interesting to get the perspective of old-school wrestling, occasionally some present content, from the perspective of a ring announcer in the independent scene. We heard, we've, we've heard from other performers, such as a great podcast by Colt Cabana, excellent podcast I suggest to listen to if you haven't already, the podcast, as he says, but that was one component of the show that I thought would make it a little different, having the perspective of a ring announcer, an on-air talent that isn't in the ring, that is behind the mic, which is another segment which spawned off from Beyond the Bell, and what I thought would be innovative was to have a ring announcer hosted podcast. So there you go, a ring announcer hosting a podcast talking about his experiences in the business at an independent level, trying to make it, of course, to the big leagues for his dream job, and looking back at all classic wrestling. Somewhat of a different concept, you can say. There are some, again, podcasts that do, that do uh, cover and remember old school wrestling, but I think Beyond the Bell puts a little twist on it, as we have so many different series of shows that are currently ongoing. So the initial show, the WrestleMania Dream Card, I thought maybe I would do some Dream Card shows for the following weeks. Maybe that would be the theme we'd roll on before it evolved to where it is today, as we decide to look back, in my eyes, of what would be the ultimate card for WrestleMania. We had some great guidelines of only one wrestler one superstar could be involved in one match for only for that one night in the card. Therefore, you have a locker room filled of actual superstars, your dream roster, and you pull a superstar out. Of course, they had to participate in the exact match at WrestleMania with this, the exact same opponent, with the outcome, everything, that would, that would make the card so special. So it was a great concept. The fans really dug it because I just threw it out there on iTunes and hoping people would download it doing your keyword searches, tagging it, and hopefully they'll, they'll download it. The first week, I obtained 150 downloads, which doesn't seem like a lot, of course, when you're looking worldwide, but no one even heard of Sean Beckerman or Beyond the Bell at the time. So yeah, that was just throwing it out there, and people just searching. That was just one week, and then it exploded from that point on, and it was 10, 20, 30 times that number, and then we hit a certain level, and I realized that We needed more exposure, and I needed to partner with a radio network, and I was very selective. I really wanted to choose the right network, so I didn't just go to anybody, and I was a fan of the SNS radio network, and I contacted JJ Sexay and said, "Um, I know you may be looking for new content for your network. This is when you really start to expand outside 
Wrestling News Live, and he had unplugged at the time. And I said, here's a, an old-school podcast. Instead of just having live shows, why don't you throw a podcast on there that, that you can archive? He took a listen. He liked it. And we were on the network within the month. And from there, the listenership just grew and grew and grew. And it all spawned from that first ever edition of Beyond the Bell. So on episode number 100, let's relive part of that show. The most popular segment from the feedback I received from the BTB fans was the match I discussed between Macho Man Randy Savage and Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. The way I just described the encounter, the build-up to it, fans really liked and enjoyed. And that's what separated my show, I guess, from others. So let's go back and relive the first ever edition of Beyond the Bell for the Intercontinental title. Macho Man Randy Savage, the champion, against the challenger, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Sometimes in professional wrestling, a match reaches almost mythical standards. Every once in a while, a wrestling match comes along that transcends any storyline, any event, and just becomes a standalone feature. It becomes a match that every person who calls themselves a wrestling fan needs to see at least once, if not dozens and dozens of times. It becomes a match that you can show other people, friends, family, your children, non-wrestling fans who criticize this form of entertainment so they could see what professional wrestling is in its purest form. Ricky Steamboat and Randy Savage in front of 93,000 people at the Pontiac Silverdome at WrestleMania 3 became one of these matches, became one of these moments in wrestling. In late 1986, the Macho Man Randy Savage defended his Intercontinental title against Ricky the Dragon Steamboat on a WWF television broadcast. The match turned into a disaster as Savage attacked Steamboat before the bell and injured his larynx, dropping him throat first on the security railing and then dropping the ring bell on his throat as well. Savage became an even bigger villain after the attack while Steamboat was out of commission for months. So Savage had tons of heat on him as a result of this, and this just put fuel to the fire for this feud. Eventually, Steamboat returned to action and vowed revenge, vowed vengeance on Savage for his heinous actions. He wanted to inflict pain on Savage. But more so, he wanted to hurt him by taking the most precious thing to him, his most prized possession, and it wasn't the lovely Miss Elizabeth, the first lady of professional wrestling. His most prized possession was his Intercontinental Championship, and that is what Stimo saw would would be the ultimate revenge. I'm going to take this man's most prized possession. I'm going to take his title. Savage held the title, a title that Savage held for 14 months. At this point in time, Steamboat chased Savage all across the country until the stage was set at the biggest stage of them all, the granddaddy of them all, WrestleMania 3. Very simple storyline, very simple plot here. Savage attacks Steamboat. 
takes him out of action, takes away his livelihood, takes away how he earns his money and feeds his family. How can he get back at this man? I'm going to take what's most important to him. For 15 minutes, they tore into each other. Trading near falls. And just essentially putting on a wrestling clinic for everyone to watch. Chris Jericho made a comment that he watched this match while training to become a wrestler. Even before that, when he was just a fan, him and his friends, they practiced this move, uh, this match, move by move, spot by spot. You know, in today's wrestling world, a blood feud like this would have been settled in a hardcore match or an extreme rules environment with blood and weapons, you know, and extra violence and such. This was a simple feud settled in the middle of the ring in a wrestling contest. But here, Steamboat, he chose to beat Savage by simply out-wrestling him, taking his title and hurting his pride. By beating him, not with a chair shot, but in the middle of the ring, one, two, three. And he did that. After 15 minutes of nonstop pure technical ex- excellence inside the squared circle, Steamboat caught Savage in a perfect cradle in the center of the ring to win the very prestigious Intercontinental Championship. He enlisted George the Animal Steel to act as his manager for the, for the match to counteract any, any cheating by Macho Man Randy Savage. And we saw, we saw actually one of the extra entertaining points of this feud was George the Animal Steel's infatuation with the lovely Miss Elizabeth. Ricky Steamboat got his revenge and the title that night and put a perfect fairy tale ending on a story that saw the villain come ahead on every turn during the story except the end. The consummate hero showed that good prevails, always prevails out in the ring, and he did it in style. And he was humble. And I believe, I truly believe this is one of the greatest matches in professional wrestling history. And always, when March comes around, when it's WrestleMania time, WrestleMania fever, I always watch this match to get ready for the granddaddy of them all. But the champion still in control now, a small package by the dragon. If you only knew what I'm going to do. 
some real bad news. And it may involve your body. You've been talking too much, too long, too loud. But you ain't scaring nobody. You see, talk is cheap when you can't keep your promise of destruction. I think you'll see because of me. You need reconstruction. If you only knew. song for this edition is so fitting episode number 100 of beyond the bell since that very first edition of beyond the bell we made history exclusively here on the sns radio network and boy have we grown 100 episodes now and counting over 140 hours of audio which includes this episode have been broadcast on the internet. Over 7 gigabytes worth of audio files. If you were to download and archive all the shows on your desktop computer or laptop, you name it, iPad, iPhone, 7 gigabytes worth of Beyond the Bell. It would take you almost a week to listen to the entire history of Beyond the Bell if you were up for a 24-hour period. Tremendous. That's what makes this edition so very special. And once again, I would like to thank all of you fans of Beyond the Bell. Now, as we've discussed in the previous 99 editions of Beyond the Bell, we discussed some of the greatest wrestlers and superstars of all time, and some of the worst, plenty of the worst. But what made us love certain superstars were their catchphrases. That's what triggered, in our minds and caused a connection as a fan to the superstar. So let's go back and relive some of the greatest catchphrases in professional wrestling history. Allow me to beg your indulgence for one moment. Ready! Okay! Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, can I have your attention, please?
We've just got two words for you. No, no. Actually, that's not the words we were thinking of. What's up, baby? Pipe bomb. People power. Hello. No. Yes. Really? No. Yes. Really? No. Yes. Really? No. Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. Would you please shut the hell up? Excuse me. What? What? It wasn't my fault. That can't you dig that sucker? Indeed. Woo! Woo! Damn, damn, damn. What's up with that? If I can be serious for a minute, I am the game. The champ is here. Yeah! Because I'm the Miss and I'm the best in the world. Awesome! Woo, woo, woo! You know it. So, for the benefit of those with flash photography, you can see me. That's the bottom line, the Stone Cold Sensor. Finally! Woo! Ooh, yeah! Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Hey! Everybody's got a price. Are you CM Alfonso, who has the best catchphrase of all time? Well, there have been a lot. I'm going to give you an answer that I know you're going to like. Who's got the best catchphrase? That would be Bret the Hitman Hart. The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. If you smell, but the rock is cooking. It's got to be one of the top. I'm the Miz. And has got to be one of the top, but the top best ever catchphrase of all time in the WWE is if you got a problem with that, you can say it to my face. By yours truly, Alex Riley. One you don't ever want to hear, but it's definitely, you're fired. I think it's probably the best catchphrase I ever heard. You're fired. And it was actually, I feel, it was stolen. Donald Trump stole it from uh, Mr. McMahon. It ended up being a great TV show, but it started here in the WWE first. Donald Trump! Yeah! At Luis La Aguila. Hopefully that's correct. I like edges. Edges were always pretty cool with all the fireworks and all that. That music really got you going no matter what, what pay-per-view or what show it was. But his WrestleMania entrances were always pretty big and pretty elaborate. I'm gonna go back to Mania 24 when Flair retired. That incredible blue robe he wore was just awesome. Uh, if anybody knows me uh, really well, they know I like bling. There was tons of bling on Flair's robe. So, hands down, best Mania entrance, 24, Ric Flair. My favorite WrestleMania entrance is seeing Andre the Giant uh, coming to the ring in those tiny wrestling rings that everyone rode to in that Mania, and actually when he lost and was actually leaving, it was like a sad giant in this tiny cart that he rolled away from the garbage at him. I always have that image in my head, and those tiny rings were cool. I tried to get one at my house.
I think the best entrance without a doubt has got to be The Undertaker's. He comes out and you get goosebumps every time. I've had the uh, privilege of being like right behind the curtain when he's about to come out and you just, the feeling that you get when those bells toll, it's unmatched, unlike anything else I've ever seen. As we look back at the history of Beyond the Bell, there have been so many shows that I've received such positive feedback with from you great fans. The Dream Card series worked pretty well with, with the fan base out there as we presented the WrestleMania Dream Card, which was re-released the following year during WrestleMania Month, the first WrestleMania Month at BTB. The SummerSlam Dream Card was, you could say, the sequel to the Dream Card series. It was responded well from, from the fans, but the first WrestleMania edition was very, very positive in itself. The majority of the feedback that I received from the first show was the love of the music side, the old school theme of the week. Therefore, the second edition of BTB involved the greatest theme music in professional wrestling history. That edition just, I think, put us over the top as a show you want to listen to. The fans really love that edition of Beyond the Bell as they can give their feedback, positive or negative, and that really pushed us over to the next level of Beyond the Bell with our next most popular edition at the time, which was looking back at the greatest tag teams in professional wrestling history. So you combine the two, those two were downloaded tremendously by the wrestling community at the time, and it really got us over the edge to be connected with the SNS radio network. And during this time frame was when we witnessed and had to suffer the untimely passing of the macho man Randy Savage. So it was a spur-of-the-moment edition where I briefly looked back at the career of Randy Savage in a special tribute. I look forward in the next few months of Beyond the Bell looking in-depth at the career of the macho man. Quite possibly a multi-part series, you could say, that will look back at macho madness. From that point on, the suggestions started rolling in. The intercontinental title, the history of the design of the championship. And this was even before there were talks of changing the WWE title, which we now see it to be its current version. When Cody Rhodes changed the title back to the old school look, it was so fitting to have that design history be a part of the Beyond the Bell archive. Another concept in which I thought of was to look back at the greatest feuds in professional wrestling history. And I swear to you, this was before I even heard they were going to do a greatest greatest matches, greatest feuds DVD with them with Bret the Hitman Hart and the Heartbreak Kid Shawn Michaels. I just thought it'd be interesting to discuss the greatest feuds and rivalries in pro wrestling history. So that spawned off initially entitled Epic Encounters. It was designed to have three feuds within a show. Typically for Beyond the Bell, I would like to have have our cap, you could say, and keep the shows between an hour to an hour and a half. There have been plenty of shows which went over two to three hours because there was so much content, and I didn't really want to split up in between parts. I wanted to get my content out there for you fans, our discussions, our audio, and get it out there as quick as possible early on to make you guys want to come back. Now I can split up and focus in multiple parts and take you along for a ride of a series to look in depth at pro wrestling history. But the Epic Encounter series initially, which comprised of three feuds in addition, went down to two so we could focus more in depth on each rivalry. And then most recently we brought it back after a, 
uh, let's say, uh, an extended hiatus, and we renamed it, retooled, and packaged it as Famous Feuds. So Epic Encounters was another positive series that now turned into Famous Feuds, which most recently we discussed the feud between Nature Boy Ric Flair and the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. Another popular show was the discussion of the greatest heel turns in professional wrestling. And a quick note about this edition that many of you might not have known was there were some audio issues with one segment of the show. And that was the discussion of the heel turn of Brett the Hitman Hart. So I actually had to go back and re-record it, but I didn't want to delay, you could say, the release of that current edition of Beyond the Bell because we were just start just starting out on the SNS Radio Network, and I did not want to delay the release date of any show, because I want to keep you fans coming back for more. So I decided to omit that part, that segment out. So some of you probably were saying, what about Bret Hart's heel turn? That was one of the greatest. So about a couple weeks later, I re-released, or should I say, I released a an extension of that show, uh, a pseudo part, you could say, as we discussed primarily the heel turn of the Hitman. So that was due to an audio error that created another edition of Beyond the Bell, which now is a part of the 100 episodes. We dis- discussed the greatest stables in wrestling leading up to SummerSlam, and we looked at the greatest matches in SummerSlam history. At that time, and at that point in BTB history, the SummerSlam series was the most downloaded and listened to series in Beyond the Bell history. For some reason, you fans love the SummerSlam talk. We discussed the WWF in the 80s, then leading up to the highly popular discussion of the Superstation and TBS and the history they had in professional wrestling. That garnered the attention of one of our sponsors, Squared Circle Media and Jerome Willen, as he loved the Superstation, Georgia Championship Wrestling, Jim Crockett Promotions discussion, and it gained sponsorship and Beyond the Bell started to grow with just not basic commercials which were tied in with the SNS radio network but we had individual sponsors now wanting to represent themselves through Beyond the Bell. That was a big show discussing the Superstation, TBS and the history of pro wrestling on that network. Then it led us to the edition that I was most looking forward to. Because again, before I even knew, I swear to you, before I even knew, the WWE was working on a project discussing the greatest rivalry of the Hitman and the Heartbreak Kid, I was comprising the history of Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart for a show. I started doing that after the second week of Beyond the Bell. And I wanted to do it just right. And I just built up stats and facts and organizing it. And it wound up that it wasn't up until the... 20th edition of Beyond the Bell that we debuted Heartbreak and Hatred the Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels story that beat SummerSlam. I knew it was going to be a popular one and became the most downloaded Beyond the Bell for almost the next 6 to 8 months. That's how popular this episode was. I put a lot of hard work and effort into it and it definitely paid off. From that point on, I really wanted to put a stamp of innovative content in terms of creating now different series for Beyond the Bell. Thus, over the next three editions, we debuted two brand new series, which opened up the Hulkamania Chronicles, the Chronicle series, which not just discusses a superstar, but in depth, the, you could say, the forefathers of professional wrestling, those that would be on the Mount Rushmore of professional wrestling, and we would discuss 
their impact and their career on almost a yearly basis. So that started it all off with the Hulkamania Chronicles, where we discussed the career of Hulk Hogan from its very, very start, its infancy stages, all the way up to becoming Hall of Fame status and to the current participation in professional wrestling. That was an addition I was so excited to, to start off because it would keep you coming back for more and more Beyond the Bell. It was now a multi-part edition. Then from there, we also debuted the 101 series, WCW 101 to be more specific, the history of World Championship Wrestling. As I was laying out that series, I was starting to get more and more excited discussing the different topics and the different eras in WCW history, comprising all the audio from YouTube and my own personal library. I was getting so excited to discuss it, and I really saw Beyond the Bell going to the next level. Another segment of Beyond the Bell history that the fans really enjoyed and I received such positive feedback from were the specials dedicated to Monday Night Raw. Over the past year, we had some historic and monumental editions of Monday Night Raw, exclusively the 1,000th edition of Raw and the 20th anniversary of the Monday Night Program. Two historic shows in WWE history and we celebrated them here on Beyond the Bell as well. From episodes 56 and 57, we celebrated the greatest moments in Raw history leading up to the 1,000th edition. The fans of BTB enjoyed those two shows so much that we actually repackaged them into one jam-packed episode in celebration of the 20th anniversary of Raw, which was episode 83 of Beyond the Bell. Also, Beyond the Bell went live Number 58, we had a live pre-show a half hour before the 1000th edition, which was streamed live for you fans and archived shortly right after leading up to the big event. That was the first time we recorded live for you BTB fans. I was very excited about that, and I plan on doing more shows of that nature going forward, quite possibly leading up to big events in WWE and TNA history. So expect more of those type of shows coming up. But as we discussed Raw and the history of Raw, we discussed my experiences as a fan, not just watching on television, but in the audience for historic moments. One of the moments I discussed in depth that I felt was truly something special to me was the time I saw the 1-2-3 kid upset and defeat Razor Ramon in the Manhattan Center. We saw many upsets, but not maybe as special and monumental as that one. So let's go back and relive some of the most shocking upsets in wrestling history. Oh, my God. 
heavyweight champion. Austin really frustrated now. Austin may be punching himself out. Mikey shot in. Sunset flip. Mikey pulls down the tights. He's got a moon over Philadelphia. He's he got him. Mikey wins. Mikey Whipwreck just pinned Steve Austin in the middle of the ring. And I think Razor stays. Completely disregarding Barry Horowitz doing those. Wait a minute. Oh, look at that. Hey, he's, he's, he's got it. And oh, oh, beat him. Oh. Horowitz beat him. Can you believe it? Oh, he was cheating. Barry Horowitz has beaten Skip. So I was so excited to debut the Hulkamania Chronicles and WCW 101. So our Chronicle series and the 101 series was now a part of the SNS Radio Network, and the Beyond the Bell archive. I just thought it would lead to bigger and better things for Beyond the Bell. Let's take a quick break from hearing my voice, and since we discussed the Hulkamania Chronicles, one of the most popular themes that were, was requested by you fans was, of course, the Hulkster's theme, right? Real American, Rick Derringer. Let's go back and relive a live version of Real American. Gotta take a stand, he don't have to hide Well, you hurt my friends and you hurt my pride I gotta be a man, I can't let it slide I am a real American Fight for the rights of your life I feel strong about right and wrong And I don't take trouble for very long Got something Is a thing that keeps us free. I am a real American. Fight for the rights of every man. I am a real American. Fight for what's right. Fight for your life I 
as we go through the year. At Beyond the Bell, I like to carry themed shows that fit the time of the year that the show is being released. So I love when October runs around because we can go back and relive the history of Halloween Havoc. That went over very well with the fans and it complemented the WSW 101 series as well. But, like I mentioned, the Heartbreak and Hatred edition gained the most listenership from the fans up until the 101 series debuted. Right off the bat, the listenership just exploded with WSW 101. And to this very day, the WSW 101 series is the most popular series in Beyond the Bell history. Chapter 9 of that series was the most listened to edition. Interesting, huh? So if you haven't listened to it already, go back to Chapter 9. The fans love that edition of WCW 101. So as I started to jot down and take notes of the 101 series, I started to think of the other organizations that we can go back and relive in different segments and really focus in on the history and the impact that organization made in professional wrestling. One of the suggestions I received from the fans was to discuss some world-class, some world-class championship wrestling. So I, I didn't want to do specifically a one-on-one series about it because it, comparing it to an NWA, WSW, or WWF, it had a shorter lifespan. So I wanted to focus really at the milestones and achievements that that organization made. So the WCCW Milestones was born, looking in chronological order, basically on a yearly basis, at the milestones of world-class championship wrestling. And that's still ongoing, as in the coming weeks we'll discuss 1986 and the impact that year made on world-class. And of course, then after October rolled around into November, we discussed the Survivor Series. So as 2011 came to a close, other wrestling shows were doing their best of editions. But here at Beyond the Bell, I wanted to do something a little different. I was racking my brain, and then it hit me. One of the most socially popular shows, meaning that one of the shows that I received the most feedback from, was our shoot promo edition, the best shoot promos in wrestling history. So I tied them together, and I decided to do the best promos of 2011. You fans love that edition. Something different. It was able to recap the entire year. Maybe some promos you forgot about early on in the year, leading up to December and all in between. Of course, the build to WrestleMania, so on and so forth. It exploded socially in popularity, so much so I decided to bring it back this past year in 2012. And I now plan on making it a tradition at Beyond the Bell as we go wrapping up the end of the year, we look back at the greatest promos of wrestling in that current year. Whether you fans love to boo them or love to just listen to them, let's go back and relive some of the greatest trash talkers in pro wrestling history. CM Punk, a guy with a really bad attitude. Here's the sobering reality of what happened, and I know some of you struggle with sobering realities. He cherishes being a bad guy more than anybody else. I got two words for you. Jersey sucks. He reminds me of a cult leader. I can get any number of mindless little sheep to do whatever I want. Very compelling. We are the greatest divas in WWE history. Lake Cool is an interesting one. Eating food. <laughs> Imagine that. I'll give them credit. They brought a lot of trash to the table. The only way you can beat me is if I pass out from this bad smell. 
Real talk. And it's effective to irritate. If that's their goal, they're doing a great job. Flawless. My name is Rowdy Roddy Piper, and you ain't seen nothing yet. The man that could talk trash, back it up, and still have the respect of everybody in the room. Just when they think they got the answers, I change the question. He is the original trash talker. You do not go wrong at a man who's got a machine gun. <laughs> He's crazy. Because I was Rowdy before Rowdy was cool. <sighs> he could rally you. He could shake you up. Welcome you to an era of awesomeness. Now everyone would say that I stole awesome from Edge and Christian. We're in the capital city of sore losers, Buffalo, New York. Edge and Christian were funny trash talkers because they usually put on skit and they play off each other. For the benefit of those with flash photography, we call this a Cleveland Indians relief pitcher. The NHL's greatest moments, the big show. They had a shtick and a very good one at that. Hope y'all enjoyed it. Heenan is wrestling, and wrestling is Heenan. Every person he managed became a top superstar. He was just a ham and egger when I took him from nothing and made him. I'm the head of the family. You listen to me, you go to the top. You don't listen to me, you're never heard from again. I'm going to tell you a story right now. A story about a man named Stone Cold Steve Austin. Stone Cold told it like it was was the voice of everyone who couldn't speak up. I ain't impressed with a damn thing. You're dumber than I thought you were. You're the biggest piece of trash I've ever met in my life. I don't know of any superstar that could really measure up to the barriers that Steve Austin broke as far as talking smack. Get the hell up, I'm commentating this damn match. I'll beat your when it's time. The one thing that I remember about Austin was his breakout moment, and that was King of the Ring. Austin 316 says I just whipped your all the attention around here is on me. I could talk about myself all day, every day. I have been perfect my entire life. The entire world is obsessed with everything I do. This is what a champion looks like. I am the most entertaining and charismatic superstar in the WWE. Because I'm the Miz and I'm awesome! To be the man, you gotta be Flair was not genuine trash talker because his trash talking, you can see, is coming from inside. It's truth. I'm a great athlete. The king, the symbol of excellence. When my name's on the marquee, baby, you know you're seeing the best there is. Anybody has ever seen him talk trash, they know that he's all business. I wanted this. I went out and got it. It's us like it is. Would you please shut the hell? Chris Jericho is the best in the world at what he does. Superstar! Loser! He's a trash talker extraordinaire. I have a hell of a lot more talent. He was just so stuck up and arrogant. You fraudulent, gelatinous, petulant, mindless sheep, hypocrites and liars, parasitic tapeworms. And you are completely clueless and ignorant to how talented I really am. Rock, number one trash talker of all time? Uh, I don't know. Know your role and shut your mouth! The single most electrifying and entertaining thing you have ever seen! He just tore everyone apart. You can't see me! What superpowers Hurricane got? 
Listen to some Backstreet Boys. Help you smell. The Rock is cooking. Get your monkey out of the Rock's picture. You know, The Rock's going to tell you a little story. You ain't going to believe it, but he's going to tell you anyway. It's tough to be The Rock. No, 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 shut your mouth. No, no. It really is. Even though The Rock is The Rock is the most electrifying man in all of showbiz. You see, when The Rock gets too much, too much of the fame and, and all the bright lights, he likes to kick back and have a slice of that unadulterated delight. Welcome to Rick's Bakery. Can I help? Wait a minute. Aren't you the famous Rock? Yeah, the Rock, the people's champ in the house. What's oh happening, God, Slick? Hey, how you doing, guy? Listen, you got to take a picture before you leave, guy. Oh, 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 the Rock don't want to take pictures. The Rock just wants a piece of pie. You got any of that in this oh, bakery? I got every kind of pie you can think of. I got strawberry pie, blueberry pie, apple Blueberry? Pie, what? Oh, no, no, no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Actually, Slick, it doesn't matter what type of pie you have. Let the Rock tell you a little story about pie. Driving down south, though quickly aroused When my car caught a flat near this old farmhouse I hope somebody's home, taking a chance at it Knocked on the door and this fine chick answered You're the rock! Can I use your phone? I'm shaking! Sure, if you try some of this pie, I'm baking Daisy Duke shorts on five foot stood Said sure, what the heck, I mean it did smell good So I should call rock in the kitchen towards the vapor There's a grandmother, aunt, and a Chinese neighbor? Oh, the Rock is gonna tell you again. See, it's it's tough to be the Rock. Oh, yes. Yeah, the Rock knows that might sound crass. Oh, yes. oh, and by the way, all you jabronis in the locker room, you can all come kiss the Rock's ass. Cause you know, after the Rock lays a smackdown on some big fat ugly hermaphrodite, the Rock needs a little distraction and a slice sounds just right. The Rock said, thanks ladies, and more kind words, grandmother said, be polite, eat mine first, so I sat down, tried her, she looked quite glad, had a strange taste of mold, but it wasn't so bad, that's right, The Rock, having pie in the country, devoured hers her aunts, and Stella was hungry, that's all Rock said, bored and reading the papers, till finally, a plate of the next door neighbors, gulped it down fast, cause it really did please, I mean it tasted so good, Rock was talking Chinese, That's the pie you was talking about. Oh yeah, The Rock knows the millions can smell it now. It's tough to be The Rock. No, 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 it really is. Because you all know The Rock is the most electrifying man in all the showbiz. You see, when The Rock gets too much, too much of the fame and all the bright lights, he loves to kick back and have a slice. No, 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 no. The Rock is going to eat the whole damn pie. As we start a new year, 
every single year in professional wrestling, we gear up and get ready for the road to WrestleMania to begin. And that all starts with the Royal Rumble, another themed show for Beyond the Bell as we could celebrate the, you could say the big four or five that they were originally known as for the WWF slash WWE. The Royal Rumble now, you could say, is arguably the second biggest event of the year. One of the editions of Beyond the Bell that I really enjoyed comprising was the facts and stats of the Royal Rumble. As we typically see, especially over the past few Royal Rumbles, even dating back to 2000-2001 when we saw Goldust, Mr. Perfect return, The Godfather, we see a lot of shocking returns that take place at the Rumble, and now it's a trademark of the Rumble itself of who's going to be returning for the Rumble. Most recently at WrestleCon, Jake the Snake Roberts said, that we'll all see him at the 2014 Royal Rumble. I sure hope so. So let's go back and relive some of the most shocking returns in professional wrestling. I would like to inform you that you're fired. All right. Thank God. I introduce you, Mr. Heyman, to your replacement. Come on down, Jerry the King. We realize how important this match is to WWE, and we couldn't rely on somebody who was going to make their decision the day of SummerSlam. So we all have gone out and found a seventh member of Team WWE. Are they kidding me? The seventh member of Team WWE is Daniel Bryan. What? Daniel Bryan? You've got to be kidding me! This is, a, this, this is ridiculous. This is a huge mistake. Daniel Bryan was the Miz's rookie in NXT, and now he's part of Team WWE, and here we go. Here we go. The American Dragon has arrived at SummerSlam. Who is number 32? Late entries for the SmackDown stars paying off. This is what it's all about, and you never know who's gonna show up. Santa Claus tonight is here. He gave me one Christmas wish, and it was one that I really needed. He, uh, well, he got me another tag team partner. Partner from Santa? <laughs> what? Uh, no way. Is this a joke? No! She's here! Canada's own Trish Stratus! One of the greatest divas ever! One of the greatest women champions ever! Hello, Trish! As the sole owner of the World Wrestling Federation, allow me to... Wait a second. Can't be what I think it could be. But it is! What? There's the nature boy! What's he doing here? 
Wait a second. The consortium. You don't mean. Woo! The consortium was me. And now you and I are limousine riding, jet flying, can stealing, wheeling dealers, son of a gun. You know why? Because we're partners. What? Oh my God. Blair and McMahon are partners. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce the new member to the NWO! Who is it? Oh, wait a minute. It can't be. What? Is it really? There's, it's a heartbreak here, Shawn Michaels. Beefcake can't help him. He don't have a friend left. Wait a minute. What? It's the Warriors music. It's the Ultimate Warrior. It is. Look at that. The Ultimate Warrior. What is he doing? Is he going to attack Hogan? What is going on here? Close line. Who's number 30? That's a big... Prohibited from being in it. What? Wait a minute. What, what? the hell? What is this? It's John Cena! John Cena! Oh my gosh! Number 30! This is unbelievable! You gotta be kidding me! Oh my god! Triple H's expression told the entire story! Typically at Beyond the Bell, we don't really discuss the current product, like I mentioned, unless there's a specific special that's designed for it. Even when we discuss the current product, we mostly discuss the WWE. Very rarely did we discuss TNA Impact Wrestling. That wasn't until episode number 54, in which we celebrated 
10 years of TNA Impact Wrestling. And when it comes to song requests, I get very few that are in relation to TNA talent, meaning that there are not many TNA songs that you fans want to listen to. Granted, the music is a little different from WWE Superstar themes. They have some good ones here and there. I guess the more well-known theme is Hulk Hogan's NWO Remix theme, which, which was actually used in WCW. Somehow TNA got a hold of it, and it's now Hogan's theme in the company. But the most requested theme I've received from you fans, and I agree because I do listen to it when I work out because I envision this wrestling machine going crazy, one of my favorite superstars of all time. Let's go back and re-listen to the TNA theme for the Olympic gold medalist, Kurt Angle. I'm fed up, dismissing the competition You're hopeless, I'll trash their ambition Listen, you want a class on tradition? On one condition, forget the best of the century Talk about the best of all time, you better mention me Essentially, I'm the best that's ever gonna be I hold my ground, you never take it from under me Don't run to me, it's gonna be trouble I hit you so many times, you see triple or double Instead of one of me I got more heart, more ways to tear you apart I lay you down early on, or maybe in the later round It's no different to me If you tap out, cash out, or simply pass out for three Cause you face down, really, barely alive Cause I'm an animal inside, hear me? the shows that I had the most enjoyment in producing, editing, even recording, was the edition that we relived the greatest factions slash stables in sports entertainment history. It was great to really focus in and remember the groups we love so much and gather the audio and edit it just to re-listen 
to those monumental moments. So here on the 100th edition, let's go back and relive some of the greatest audio clips from those greatest factions, those greatest stables in pro wrestling history. I can use a man like you. When Vince McMahon formed the corporation, who better to get than WWE's biggest stars? The Rock planned on raising the corporate eyebrow. The corporation's influence and power is something that never gets the accolade it deserves. When I guarantee something, you know you can take it to the bank. The first phase of our hostile takeover is complete. The danger salons is the who's who of the superstars of the 80s and 90s. It's not a lineup, it's not an army, it's not a family. It's an alliance of businessmen who will bring WCW to its knees. When you put a cunning mind behind it, the end result's going to be company domination. The reckoning is upon us. The day that the Ministry of Darkness destroys all that you hold dear. Some of the things that the Ministry of Darkness could do, normal people can't do that. The plague of darkness is coming, and those that resist the temptations of my ministry, pain becomes synonymous with punishment. Hell has relocated to Earth. I'm the head of the family! Bobby Heenan is going to go down as the greatest manager of all time. Anyone that was part of Bobby Heenan's family was better for it. You listen to me, you go to the top. You don't listen to me, you're never heard from again. We are the nation! I hated the nation of domination. When I say Foley, that's exactly what I mean. What you see right here is the most dominant man in the World Wrestling Federation. This is about respect. If you look at the roster of the Nation of Domination, how can you argue their impact on our business? We're going to get the job done by any means necessary. Triple H says that his entourage is the evolution of our business. We're going to take these new up-and-comers and we're going to make them stars because that's what we can do. And that's exactly what happened. Dave Batista, 300 pounds of genetic stopping power. Randy Orton is the coal that will be squeezed into the next diamond. That's what the core of this business is really built on, passing the torch to the young guys and making them special. We are the Heart Foundation, the best pack of lions in the entire world. The Heart Foundation's success had a lot to do with believing in their family values. United we stand, divided you will fall. Do unto others and enjoy it. Blood is always thicker than water. This is the excellence of execution dream team right here. This right here is the future of wrestling. We are taking Old. People believed that they were WWE guys invading WCW. Everyone was talking about NWO and what they're going to do the next week. When you're NWO, just... I think what made it so cool was so many bad guys and the fans actually started liking them. The NWO is for life. DX was doing things that you weren't supposed to do. Every guy wanted to be DX. Every girl wanted to be with DX. If you're not down with that, we got two words for you. We just crush 
have to beat everybody every night, but at the end of the night, somebody's going to get hurt. We can get down and be dirty with the dirtiest of them all. The four horsemen are not four individuals. We're a unit. We are the sons in professional wrestling. That kind of commitment is what made this and always will be a symbol of excellence. So Another staple in the Beyond the Bell programming schedule has now become known as WrestleMania Month. It grew over the past two years to where we just experienced it the past few weeks, culminating at the WrestleMania Experience Edition of BTB. The entire month, starting from the first week in March, leading up to the first week in April, up until the big event, we have all WrestleMania-themed content. From the best and worst matches to the facts and stats, looking at the streaks of WrestleMania, the Untold Stories Volumes 1 and 2, and of course, it all started with the WrestleMania Dream Card. WrestleMania Month has really become a staple for Beyond the Bell as we just celebrate professional wrestling as a whole. And now, especially from the feedback and the overwhelming support I received from the previous edition of Beyond the Bell, the WrestleMania Experience, I hope to be doing something very similar going forward on an, on an annual basis here at Beyond the Bell. So you get to experience and share WrestleMania from soup to nuts, from the beginning of the week through the Hall of Fame into the, big event, the biggest event of the year. Now, of course, you have to add the Monday Night Raw right after it. It's really the only time of the year that we can really bridge the gap from young and old, the classic legendary stars, to the modern day stars of today. The San Martinos, to the Cenas, to the Savages, to the CM Punks. That weekend blends them all together, and that's built for Beyond the Bell.
what else can you say? 100 episodes of Beyond the Bell. I would like to thank each and every one of you for making Beyond the Bell what it is today. I hope for another 100 more, another 1,000 more, as we continue on with reliving the best and worst in the industry, the sport, the entertainment extravaganza we know as professional wrestling. I would like to thank once again, personally, each and every one of you for making this possible. The SNS Radio Network, without them, I don't think we'd make it to 100. I hope for another 100, another 1,000, as we really relive and celebrate classic and retro wrestling. Us diehard fans, we love it. We eat, sleep, breathe it, and we love to remember those classic moments. And I hope to bring more and more to you fans. From the current series and shows we have lined up for you, such as The Horseman Files, continue on in the midst of the popularity of The Four Horsemen, we celebrate and relive classic audio from that historic group. ECW 101 will continue. The Stone Cold Chronicles, it's hitting its peak with discussing Stone Cold when he was at his all-time high. We'll continue on with the WCCW Milestones. Our Gimmick Gala series will continue on with different topics. And of course, our Superstar Spotlight series as we look back at the greatest legends and superstars, Hall of Famers, that we really loved and what made us become fans of this business. Seven more gigs, 140 more hours. I am looking forward to producing the best in all things retro in wrestling for you fans. Again, a goal of mine is to have live shows for you fans to call in and give your feedback. Doing those live pre-shows as well. This is all coming from Beyond the Bell. I wanted to do it right. I just don't want to do it for the sake of doing it. I want to do it right so you fans can enjoy top-notch audio that you expect with the SNS Radio Network. Again, I would like to personally thank all of our sponsors. Not in a pre-recorded clip. I personally want to thank each and every one of you for supporting Beyond the Bell. First off, like I mentioned, the SNS Radio Network. If you're not listening, you're not trying, reach them at snsradionetwork.com. From Wrestling News Live to Sunday Night Showdown, the benchmarks of SNS Radio Network really cover all things related to pro wrestling, mixed martial arts, and video gaming. The SNS Radio Network, if it wasn't for them, BTB would not be here. Barbershop Window, a great sponsor for Beyond the Bell. They took a listen, it fits them perfectly. They make wrestling t-shirts cool again to wear, fans, and it fits BTB so perfectly, as you see a lot of those retro t-shirts, and they blend it in with current shirts, such as, you know, Arrive, Show Off, Leave, the Hashtag Heel Line, Cliff Compton merchandise, all the way, of course, to the Big Boss Man t-shirts, the Million Dollar Man, who could forget the Hollywood Blonde shirt, which is a great-looking shirt. All these can be purchased at barbershopwindow.com. You can follow them at bshopwindow. Jerome Willen and Squirreled Circle Media has been a major supporter of Beyond the Bell. I would like to thank you, Jerome, exclusively for all your love and support of Beyond the Bell. Wrestling news sites such as WrestleZone.com and WrestlingOnline.com have been supportive of Beyond the Bell and enjoy the content we produce on a weekly basis. The organizations that I announced for, from Damn That's Wrestling to Fight the World Wrestling, you know, I, I do multiple independent leagues, but these groups specifically really enjoy Beyond the Bell and help me promote it to their fan base. Of course, who cannot forget the NWA? 
you know, tradition, preserving tradition, like I mentioned, from Dusty Rhodes and Ric Flair to Adam Pearce and Colt Cabana, they produce the stars of today and tomorrow. The NWA, I still enjoy getting goosebumps announcing for them. Being able to announce an NWA world title match and seeing that belt being held up right above me, that gives you truly goosebumps. If you don't love that moment, you're not a true fan of this business. NWAWrestling.org, check them out now. They have a podcast on Blogspot. Thank you for all your support. Combat Zone Wrestling, czwrestling.com. Again, we mentioned them for their DVD and streaming II pay-per-views. But again, Combat Zone Wrestling has been there. They gave me a shot early on to do one of their um, charity shows when I wasn't really known at the time. And they really gave, gave me a shot when I first started in the business. And I would like to thank them for all they've done. Of course, sponsors that are related to me more specifically, ringannouncing.com, and of course, the Jetpack, the other podcast I do. But all the sponsors of Beyond the Bell, thank you, each and every one of you personally, for being there for BTB. And I hope for further sponsors going forward in the next 100 episodes. I have a couple lined up that I'm looking forward to. I'll say it maybe right now, unofficially, I'm working on possibly having DDP Yoga join aboard Beyond the Bell as I'm a great advocate of the program and really enjoy the message that it delivers to its followers and fans. So expect that in the coming weeks. That's a little hint for you fans out there. Again, if you want to become a sponsor of Beyond the Bell, you can send me a message at btbwrestling at gmail.com or through my Twitter account at Sean Beckerman and just label it sponsor or advertising and I'll get back to you. Again, I thank you all and I hope to have more sponsors in the next 100 episodes. We've really grown in terms of the availability to listen and archive the shows, you basically cannot miss a Beyond the Bell show. Every single week, you can have it streamed directly to your phone via the Downcast app, which I really promote. I really enjoy using it. The basic podcast app through you know the iTunes uh, app software. Also, you can get you can have it downloaded directly through iTunes. We have availability through Stitcher and TuneIn Radio. You can get it directly from snsradionetwork.com or ringannouncing.com. We have all these avenues for you fans that if you're not listening, just like the radio network, you're not drawing.
Beyond the Bell fans, that wraps up this jam-packed, historic edition of Beyond the Bell, episode number 100. We took you on a ride, we gave you a history of Beyond the Bell, and what to expect in the future of your old-school Nostalgia Wrestling Podcast. We've played some old-school themes throughout the entire show, so we have multiple old-school themes of the week, so we're just going to take it home for you fans, and once again, thank you personally for being a part of 100 episodes of Beyond the Bell, and I hope for many, many more to come. I'm your personal ring announcer, Sean Beckerman, signing off. Until next week, fans, I'll see you at the matches. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Yes, I did.